Last week, we really began the, the first series of what I would call the new year, even though we were still in the old year, and it had to do about the coming of the Lord. And the importance of that in our lives as we regulate our lives and as we, as we prepare our hearts and, and uh, with anticipation, but also, uh, you know, realize the, 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 the hour in which we live and uh, how important that is. And then on be known to our brother Paul Tucker, uh, he had not known, said, knew what we preached on, but then he sent me a message, and it was interesting. He said to me, charge the saints to get ready. So I appreciate God's confirmation. And he said 18 times in First and Second Thessalonians, Paul exhorts the saints to look forward to and get ready for the Lord's return. So if Paul did that 2,000 years ago, it was okay that I did that here 2,000 years later. And Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it shows, the, the purpose is, is to show the urgency of the hour. Because it is a fact that we, uh, you know, can fall asleep. And Paul said exactly, he said, we need to awake thou that sleeps. And so I personally want to awake. And I personally want to, you know, wake you up if you're sleeping, and if you're not sleeping, you will say hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Amen. Amen, because, you know, we have a work to do. We, we are the ambassadors of, of God's grace, and uh, uh, I thank you for, for, you know, the service that you have done and rendered, but at the same time, the night comes when no man can work, and so we need to work while it is still day. And so uh, we want to do that. This morning, and the second phrase of it, it's not just a study, it is a word of the Lord. To make 2019 successful. Not just successful in the material realm, but successful in every aspect of life, I'm going to ask you to make a New Year's resolution. A resolution that is not just something you're going to make at the beginning of the year, but it is what you're going to, you know, adhere to throughout the year. And that resolution is forgiveness. Forgiveness. The importance of understanding that you're forgiven and the importance of the success of your life and the benefits of the kingdom being coming to you in the fullest of measure has to do with forgiveness. So we have some scriptures up there that we're going to read first, and let's move into this. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. How many know that God gives, really gives us a great start? He really does. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. We're going to get complaints out of the way. 
Amen. We got complaints. We're going to get them out of the way. We're going to go into God's future. But above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Thank you so much. Amen. It is true that God offers to everyone the eternal gift of his forgiveness. Forgiveness is not denying a wrong. It is choosing not to interact based on that wrong that has been done. In other words, your relationship, that is not going to influence it. But rather, we interact based upon what Christ has done. And we work for the future. Relationships must start with forgiveness. God forgave us before we even accepted his forgiveness in order to start the relationship. Jesus did not wait for them to have a heart of repentance in order to forgive them. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. Forgiveness was before repentance. And we, likewise, have been called upon to emulate Christ and that we give forgiveness. I love the advertisement accident forgiveness. What does it mean? It means that your record is protected and the premium will not go up because of an accident that was your fault. Accident for forgiveness. Think about it. Why is it so important that we grasp this and execute it in our lives? Because the church has a major role in the end times. The Apostle Peter said, the end of all things is at hand. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. And begins to tell us that above all things, we need to have fervent love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. If somebody's sin is bothering you, it's not their sins that needs attention. It's your love. Somebody say good preaching. Well, they didn't say it, did they? Oh, that's all right. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. Romans chapter 13 says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. We, the church, are the ones through which the supernatural love and mercy of God flows. You know the story of Jonah. The story of Jonah reveals God's loving kindness is universal. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. But God had a message for them. There's mercy with the Lord. We must not be a Jonah. 
We must not fight God's message. He wants us to take it to them. But we all have a Jonah within us. May God deliver us. So your New Year's resolution, forgiveness, a fresh start for what I believe is to be a banner year. And to make a fresh start means practicing forgiveness. If you want abundant life in Jesus, you must learn to forgive. Because without forgiveness, you'll have difficulty moving forward and missing out then on the benefits of God's planned new year. In this forgiveness, there may be the need to mend fences. You may have to apologize and ask for forgiveness for your own actions and your behaviors. You may need to forgive yourself of what you perceive as a shortcoming or what even might be a shortcoming. You must incorporate with forgiveness that the healing takes time, takes empathy, it takes understanding. The beauty of forgiveness is it allows something new, a new relationship to form. Setting aside the hurts, the angers, the disappointments, those emotions, and loss of trust. We lay aside revenge because forgiveness clears the way for growth and peace of mind and heals you, relationships, and it enriches life. Forgiveness is letting go of the past. Yes. <clears throat> Forgiveness is giving up on the bitterness and the resentment and the malice and the willing to pray and willing to pray for them. Resolutions must be lived. You see, Jesus nailed my sin and your sin, your brother's sin, the world's sin to the cross altogether. Every one of them was nailed there. And the purpose of it was not simply just to cancel the debt and bring the columns back to zero but it was to inaugurate, you know, a positive contributing to his or her well-being. It's not just to forgive and walk away. It's to see that no one fails of the grace of God. It is the forgiveness that is not just for ourselves, but for others. It is a forgiveness that is not just for others, but is for ourselves. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is not easy. Yet it's the cornerstone of our faith in God. God forgave Yes, it is the foundation to authentic relationship, spiritual renewal. You can't have it without forgiveness. God began to build and reach for relationship by forgiving. To not forgive is like drinking rat poisoning 
and hoping the rat will die. (laughs) He's not going to die. You are going to die. Unforgiveness. It imprisons you. Does nothing to the offender. It prevents you from getting to where God wants you next. It's letting go of the baggage of yesterday, both in your life and someone else's life. Don't hold on to what someone did against you. No. And understand that nothing is beyond the forgiveness of God. Oh, hallelujah. No one is too deep in sin, steeped in evil that God can't forgive them. We are to offer forgiveness. We are not talking about repentance this morning, the responsibility, because there first of all must be forgiveness. And that's what our role is. We have a gospel of forgiveness. A forgiveness so great and so mighty that's been given to us by God in Jesus Christ. Wherein God is not dealing with us according to justice, but is dealing with us according to his grace. Oh, hallelujah. God allows us to move through life, and he moves in such a way to bring us into redemption. Yes, he does. Knowing you are forgiven leads to your ability to forgive. Forgiveness leads to forgiveness. You're familiar with the stories from the Bible and how that God does not count the times. No, he doesn't keep track of how many times you have or need to have been forgiven. Thank the Lord. Yes. No. He says forgiveness is to be a way of life. You forgive just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Yes. Amen. God is not keeping track. Now I know that your mind and my mind cannot totally eradicate them because we have a reminder. It's called the devil. He loves to remind you of your past, but somebody says, why don't you remind him of his future? Amen. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is so important because the gospel is relationship driven. Absolutely. We must see more than that what they have done wrong. We must see the face of Jesus rather than the face of the enemy. I love the fact that God does not grade sins, nor does he grade on a curve. Whether our failure is great or small, few or many, it's all failure. Yes. It's all failure for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Some sins are easier to see than others, but that does not make them worse. No. 
Oh, bless the Lord. When we see sin on a sliding scale, it leads us to then become judges. In the heart of judging is pride. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of Christ Jesus. Amen. I love what First John says. He says, if you say you have no sin, boy, oh boy, you're a liar. Now, I can't say that, but John can say it because he's not here this morning. All right. Yes. The, why forgiveness is so forget. Why forgiveness is so important because in unforgiveness we lose fellowship with God. We lose fellowship with God. It separates us. He said, told the children of Israel that your sins have separated us from your God. You lose your fellowship. Okay? You lose that intimacy. And we heard this morning about the importance of, of that, you know, Fellowship and in pressing in. Be released this morning because God keeps no records of your wrongs. Let it go. As far as the east is from the west, he removes them. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Their sins and their lawless deeds I remember no more. He's not advocating carelessness. He's trying to set us free. Micah says, who is like you, God, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgressions? Think about it, church. Verse 19 says, He will cast all your sins into the depths of the, the sea. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 34 says, Their sins I will remember no more. Why don't we forget them? Not only ours, but others'. Let's forget them. The major sin that everyone has is not against us or others, though there is such a thing. It's against God. Let him take care of it. And he's going to have mercy. (laughs) Give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah, church. 2019, a resolution. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to do my best to forget and not bring it up again. I'm not going to let those travelers rent a room in my mind and in my heart. Those travelers of bitterness and resentment and feelings of hurt, etc. And they knock on your door and ask for a room. This is the one time you can say, no room in the inn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Absolutely. There's no room for, for you here. And if they have found a room and taken up residence and have tormenting you, forgiveness will evict them. It will. The squatters got to go because they only are attached to unforgiveness. They're only attached 
to holding grudges. They're only attached by rehearsals. Make sure your prayer is actually prayer. And not a memory rehearsal of somebody else's sin and wrongdoing. Pray for your enemies and do good to them that hate you and despitefully use you. I mean, we, forgiveness is not easy. It's important that you forgive so that you might be forgiven. If you do not forgive, Jesus says, then you will break the fellowship that you and I have. If you do not forgive others, he will not forgive you. And that's what sin does. It breaks the fellowship. Breaks the fellowship. Hallelujah. But a banner year is in store by this one yet powerful and important element, and that is know you're forgiven and practice forgiveness. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, forgiveness. Forgive, forgive, forgive. God's forgiveness is permanent. Make yours permanent. Forgiveness cannot be bought. It can only be given. Yes. Yes. Know this. Somebody had to pay. And that somebody was Jesus Christ. Paid it. So you can have forgiveness. And so they can have forgiveness. And so that we can forgive. Amen. There's a story, a Civil War story. During the Civil War, a man's son deserted his post in battle and was to be shot by a firing squad. So the, the father went to Washington, D.C., seeking the president's pardon. But he couldn't get past the front gate of the White House. The guards denied him access. So he sat on a bench outside crying, fearing for his son's death. Day after day, hundreds of people passed him, but no one noticed. One day a small boy saw him crying and asked him, what is going on? He told the boy about his son and what was going to happen. The boy was touched and he said, follow me. Walked up to the front gate, looked up at the soldiers guarding it and said, it's okay, he's with me. The gate opened. The boy and the man marched right up to the front, of the front door of the White House, opened it, walked in. It just so happened the little boy knew exactly where the president was. He knocked on the door and entered a meeting of the president with his cabinet the little boy nudged his way to the president and jumped upon his lap. The president called an intermission. The boy said, Daddy, I want you to meet a man. He needs your help. The man was brought in. Told the story to the president. Mr. Lincoln took out his pen 
signed the document and handed it to the man. Presidential pardon, signed Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States. Of course, as the man's son had been pardoned, his tears of sadness became tears of joy. And as he was leaving, he turned to the president and asked, Why did you do this for me? Lincoln replied, I did it because my son took an interest in you. Hallelujah. Jesus, God's son, took an interest in you. Jesus, God's son, has an interest in those on death row. Those that are facing the firing squads of the dirtiest enemy the world has ever seen or known. One who captures and does not set his prisoners free. Except they hear about a presidential pardon. They will face the firing squad. And are on a daily basis. Facing the fiery darts. Of the wicked one. They don't have a shield of faith. By which they can raise. And quench it. They don't know about hope and promise. They don't know that they're forgiven. They don't know about a love. That overlooks. Their wrongs. They don't know about an arms that are spread wide open. Come unto me, all ye that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, there's a power in forgiveness, it opens the door of hope in you have a secret power. I have a secret power this morning that's been granted to us because we've been forgiven. And that is we can forgive. You don't have to worry about, in the sense of the word, them and God, you need to worry or not worry, but be concerned about you and them and them and you. God is going to take care of their, his personal relationship. But we offer them. Let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in, in heaven. We can turn tears of sadness and tears of sorrow into tears of joy by the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the acts and the kindness of words and the heart posture of our lives. It's so important to move past your past. Yes. You need to give up hope for a better past. And when you give up hope for a better past, it will release you to walk into a better future. Amen? A better future is before us simply by forgiveness. Without forgiveness, we remain stuck in the past. Yes, we do. But when we forgive, we remove the baggage that is slowing us down and hindering us 
for our future. Forgiveness leads to freedom and repair. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. There's the story of two people, the sinful woman and the man that couldn't see his sin. She committed sins of the flesh. He committed sins of the spirit. She knew she was a sinner. He couldn't see that he was a sinner. The story is found in Luke chapter 7. His name is Simon. Forgiveness means you're coming home to God's embrace. It's swapping your smelly rags for silken robes and your pig pods for the fatted calf. Amen? You need to open yourself to forgiveness. David said, when I kept silent, my bones grew old. See, forgiveness works beyond just simply taking away sin. It changes the way you think. It governs the direction of your lives. Yes. It begins to celebrate life. And it releases you and I from the need for justice. Bless and not curse. Absolutely. Push the delete button. Let me say it again. Push the delete button. Your sins and your iniquities, I'll remember no more. When you come to him, which we do, because if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and we tell him about the sin and ask his forgiveness, he doesn't go back. And recycle your old ones. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. No. We're just going to deal with this one. Just the one. Or the two or the three or however many it is that we're dealing with at the time. But, you know, I'm afraid he might remember. No. Don't. It's what? Oh, hallelujah. Too good to be true. Sounds like it, but the fact of the matter is that's the kind of forgiveness we have with God and that's the kind of forgiveness that God wants us to emulate in our lives. By forgiveness, you begin to build a bridge over which grace can travel into the lives of individuals. Jesus, that's all right. There's a storm coming, I know it, because he's got a boat. <laughs> he built a bridge over which his grace could travel through that law of forgiveness. The gates of heaven have been opened been open to us. Hebrews, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and grace in the time of, of need. We rejoice and celebrate in the cross of Christ and it is a word for forgiveness. 
it was there in that forgiveness that Jesus released his blessings and his love. And he did it while we were still sinners. And do you know what that means? You were still sinning. Oh. You know, sin's a bad thing. It not, might not feel so bad to, to us because we're sinners. <laughs> but it's, it's, really, it's really an offense to God. It really is. It's bad, man. It's really bad. Pure, holy, sinless, you know, innocent. But yet, he forgives us. He forgives us. I wanted this morning, if you would forgive yourself. Because God has forgiven you. And he wants the future and the freedom. That's for your life. For you to participate in it. But you've got to forgive yourself. And maybe there's someone standing in the way. The event that happened yesterday or a hundred, no, not a hundred years ago. Well, there's people that are hanging on to sins that happened a hundred years ago. They're picking up somebody else's offense. That's another story in itself. But come on. Let it go. 2019, that person, you know, you're just going to deal with them with forgiveness. No revenge. How they're going to sin again? I'm only going to do it and keep track of it one at a time. <laughs> not two, not three, not 490. Just, you know. We get overloaded if we, you know, we got to bring them all up. We can handle it one at a time. We can handle it. So New Year's resolution. We're going to unblock, unlock the blessings. Because we're not going to have a, just an occasional act of forgiveness. We are going to have a constant attitude of forgiveness. And when we drink forgiveness, we're going to clean out all the pipes that are clogged by unforgiveness. And I will know that I'm getting a handle on forgiveness when I shut the spigot of self-pity off. And I look at the bigger picture and stop suffocating myself in the smallness of me. And start to see. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. When we are walking in forgiveness, insults will go out the door. When we're walking in forgiveness, we won't blow things out of proportion. When we walk in forgiveness, we walk away from the messes and the mistakes of the past. And we start to set our feet on higher ground. The higher ground of life that God has designed for us. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is what gives life to the soul. 
Jesus said, if I gain the whole world and lose my soul, what is proffered, what is proffered, profited you? Wants to bring that health and that healing to our soul. Amen. And then if you get the whole world, hallelujah, you got it all. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus chose to forgive. Now, when you forgive, you undermine Satan's agenda. That's right. Second Corinthians chapter 2 says, Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if I indeed have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us. Yes, you undermine his agenda. He not only wants to separate you in God, he wants to separate you and people. And when you take and get rid of unforgiveness, you take away one of his biggest artilleries that he's got to use in the kingdom of of men. Amen? Forgiveness. Hallelujah. Son, do you want to come? That last song would be a good one, I think. With forgiveness, you won't keep hurts alive. They won't continue to live. The one that gets set free the most is the one who forgives. Amen. He forgives. Yes, stand with me. I recommend today... A New Year's resolution. I choose to forgive. They're going to come. Beat it to the punch. Yes, forgiveness. The Almighty God has said, I choose to give you a pardon because my son took an interest in you. Amen? Hallelujah. Took an interest in you. I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. Let us. 2019. Forgive. Amen? So we sing it just at the closing here. I, I believe this, church. I believe that this is the word of the Lord. I do. I believe it's going to open up the channels of God into your life and into your fields. And, you know, I mean, whatever you touch... Because it's not going to be contaminated any longer with the poison of unforgiveness.
forgiveness. God made a resolution and he lives by it. He lives by it. He made a decision. Did you know that all the world is forgiven in Christ Jesus, but they're not participating in the benefits of that forgiveness? That's right. They're not participating in the benefits of that forgiveness. So you get a little picture how important it is. And just before we dismiss in prayer, we really did get some sad news this morning. Teamwork Africa. The Halversons, Peggy and Mark Halverson. Peter, he'd been here. He was here. He came with them. He had an abscessed tooth, if I understand it right. And we just got word this morning that he passed away. And this is a major hub, a major wheel in that work over there. So as we close out the service this morning, we're going to pray for those that are affected by it for Teamwork Africa. As God will unfold and lay out, you know what I mean, what the next step is and what he wants to do and how he wants to work good out of, of all of this. So, Father, just before we leave this house this morning and walk out our New Year's resolution of forgiveness, we pray for Teamwork Africa and the work over there and the comfort for those, the loss of Peter, both in that homeland and here on state side. God, when these pieces are in disarray like this, we just don't have the answers and don't know what to think of them, but we surrender it and we bring it up to you and asking you to work good out of it, Lord. Paint the picture and, and how they're supposed to go forward with the team at Work African. Who you have if there's a replacement for Peter, Lord, and what might be on your agenda, we pray. That the will of the Lord be done. The comfort and the peace of the Holy Spirit be with them all. And as we leave this house this morning and we go home, and as we meet people this week, God, we begin to implement this resolution of forgiveness. We're going to see them, Lord, and we're going to reject the memory, the recounting. God, of those things that may have been wronged and hurt. By your grace and your mercy, we're going to forgive in Christ, just like God forgave in Christ. And we ask it all. Blessings upon the people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go with God. Amen. Your best year yet.